Hello everyone and welcome to Discussing Trek. Today we are reviewing Star Trek Discovery Season 4, Episode 11, Rosetta. Thanks for subscribing. What we do here on this podcast is review each and every episode of Star Trek in somewhat excessive detail, in addition to talking all things Trek. Like always, I'm your host Clarence, and I'm joined by my returning guest of After the Snap YouTube channel, Tasha Pierce. Tasha, how are you doing today? Oh, everything is everything. I'm so, so glad to be back. <laughs> glad to have you, but I am certainly glad to have you on to talk about this episode that admittedly I did not love. So maybe you can talk me down off the cliff here. I don't know. Y'all been talking me on this ledge. I, I was feeling better about this episode until I talked to you guys. <laughs> oh, man. Well, before we get into that, do you want to tell folks about your YouTube channel? Sure. If you are into entertainment news movie reviews series reviews discussions come on over come on and hang out become part of the fam that is on after the snap movies and tv on youtube and i will vouch for it being a very fun time i always enjoy it when i'm able to just jump in and listen to the intelligent conversation from you as well as your guest it's really engaging i will admit to that it's a lot of fun uh, we just enjoy having your face in the place too, Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a family meeting up, you know, just, just get around the table every now and then and talk it out. <laughs> yep. So we're going to go ahead and get into our review of Star Trek Discovery Rosetta, which was written by Terry Hughes Burton, while the episode was directed by Jeff Bird. While Captain Burnham leads an away mission to a planet that was once home to the aliens responsible for the DMA, Book and Tarka secretly infiltrate the USS Discovery. Spoilers. Red alert. All hands stand to battle station. I'll give you the right. You cannot destroy an idea. At ease before you sprain something. Hmm. <laughs> Boy, I just, I have huge problems just with that premise alone. You know, the back half of the premise is where I have a lot of issues. It's, it's, it's that back half. But okay, we'll get there. <laughs> well, let's just go ahead and get your overall high-level thoughts of the episode. You know, I'm, I'm happy that it's getting us closer to 10C. I just hate the amount of time it's taken us to get here. I 100% agree. They are drawing this thing out. Really, they are. It's becoming a formula, don't you think? It's like this is what they do every season now. Yeah, it really is. And I, you know, we keep saying that we want a bit of normalcy in some of the Discovery episodes, not only with the structure, but also with how the rest of the crew are brought into the fold. But man, I don't know. I just did we get different showrunners <laughs> in the last few seasons? It just seems very different. It does. It, it's just a very uh, you can just you can basically cookie cutter this thing. We know that they're going to drag out this big reveal to the last two episodes, which here we are. And hopefully, gosh, hopefully the reveal is satisfactory at the absolute least. It better be worth it. <laughs> I mean, even the Tarka reveal, I'm like, why didn't y'all just show us that when he first was introduced? I mean, did we really have to wait three or four episodes to get that reveal? This is my feeling, too, because I was looking at it like, the Book of Boba Fett, I don't know how many of, of our, our listeners uh, also engaged in the Book of Boba Fett, but what they did wrong is probably what 
Discovery should have done with the Tarka character, which is the flashbacks. We should have had that a little earlier in the season. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about this repeating formula that the show uses. It just builds you up for the fail if it doesn't stick. Oh, gosh. And and I've said this about the most recent season of Doctor Who. It's all going to be for naught if you fail to stick the landing. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That is my biggest worry. I am so worried because then the the greater question for me is going to be, am I going to be on the hook for another season of Discovery if we <laughs> don't get this one right? Which is so weird because I really love the, the principal characters. I love the supporting cast. I even like the special effects and the visuals, but it's just something in the writing that just feels a bit off. And, and, and it, it gets wonkier at the at the end of the season. Yeah. And I feel like we've had two episodes that I know Jeremy loves to say this. It, it felt like filler episodes. Yeah. I, and I can agree in, in a lot of ways. And I like I can agree that there was one part of the plot that is necessary to move forward with the story. And the other side of the plot is like, we could have put that with a, with one of the other B plots and made an episode out of it and just kept everything moving in the right direction instead of us seeming like we are treading water right now. Yeah. And, and, and this to me, well, let me just, my overall thoughts of this episode is this may be my least favorite episode of Discovery, period. Wow. <laughs> it's they do some interesting things, but honestly, I was about to fall asleep when they were on the planet. It just felt mind-numbingly boring. And <laughs> and, and and if for all is worth, our friend Angus in, in your Discord channel brought up some great points. Why are we going to... I guess it's my first question. Why the heck are we going to this planet when we have these Dyson rings out here surrounding this star? We're going to go to this planet for clues? Really? felt okay with that and the reason why is the explanation that was given that we don't want to encounter any living 10c species any of the living of them until we know how to communicate with them i felt like that was okay like because if i go to these this dyson sphere or dyson rings or whatever they were if i go there i might encounter one of the living 10c species and uh, we won't know how to, to engage with them. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I mean, you're talking me down. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if if the goal is to not encounter them and get some, I guess, spy slash sleuthy information, some reconnaissance, yeah. I guess they took the right approach. And and then depending on how you look at it, because again, Endoye, uh, General Endoye brought up a great point too. We are in a time crunch right now. So- I can see either way of looking at it, but I didn't have as big of a problem with them going to the planet rather than going to the Dyson ring. Yeah. And I'm, I kind of feel like where we are with this episode, they're kind of setting the stage to redeem Book and Tarka. And by, by raising the, the, the question several times in this episode, are we doing the right thing? Do we need a plan B? Which are great points. Well, they definitely need a plan B, though. Yeah. <laughs> that this, this this redemption, if this is what they're going for with Book and Tarka, this is my problem with this with this episode. Now, not only have you betrayed the Federation, 
You've betrayed the people that you consider family. Yes. Now you've taken somebody hostage. They just getting deeper and deeper. So how does how do you redeem yourself? You continue do, to do inappropriate things. I don't see what would be redeemable about that. True, true. But now not only do we have a a, a, a duo here, now we have a threesome with with um, general the general being on board as well. But she, she has some caveats, though. Now, she told them what, you know, we're going to try diplomacy first. And if it doesn't work that way, then I'll help you. Well, what, what do you think of Book and Tarka's idea for actually getting within the um, I forgot what's the wording they use for the sphere, this field that they're trying to get in? The hyper hyper field, the hyper field, hyper shield or hyper field. <laughs> So they plan to basically, instead of figuring out the technology to get in there, which is strange because Tarka often figures out everything on his own. I built a DMA by myself. You know, <laughs> right. he can't figure out how to get in here. We have to <laughs> piggyback off of Discovery to actually get into this hyperfield, which I feel like it was just a setup for them to get on the ship to do something exactly. more heinous. Yep. And, or just to have now. Now, this is where. I feel like they're going to attempt to redeem Book. Either they they got one of two choices. They can redeem him by having him on the ship, or this could be your way of getting rid of Book forever. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm not a fan of getting rid of Book forever, but it is on the table. So I, I feel like maybe by him being on the ship, it'll give him a chance to finally do something in the right direction towards Tarka. Tarka needs to be put down at this point. Yes. And it <laughs> right when we think he's gone too far, he kidnaps uh, uh, the, the crew member. What? Even though that bothered me too, Clarence, it bothered me because we have already established that they have site-to-site transport right in yeah. their comm badge. Yeah. You can talk to the ship like a person. Yep. Why in the world? How did she get kidnapped? Yeah, Reno. I mean, and, and we saw the scene. She clearly had the upper hand. Tarka yeah. was like on the ground and she was like, oh, what are you doing in here? Right. I this is not this. This is not cohesive right now, but I'm holding on. I'm, I'm going to reserve my judgment for these last two episodes. Well, that's the thing with this technology. I feel like they also paint themselves in a corner by not being being able to do some of the traditional tropes that you do within a Star Trek television show. And the fact that they can even get onto Discovery without their super sentient, all-encompassing AI figuring out that they're on the ship. And it just makes no sense to me. And, okay, while we're on the AI, and I know right now we're bashing, (laughs) but while we are on the AI and her sentiency, did Tarka basically assault Zora? Ooh, one hundred percent. Because that's basically what kind of what Stamets, you know, some of the things he wanted to do by by gimping Zora, even getting rid of her. You know, uh, Kovic was like, nope, can't do that. <laughs> right. And yeah, he assaulted her. That's basically what it is. Just think if this was data and somebody changed data's programming for him to do something else. Exactly. Yeah. So, man, Tark is just hitting on all cylinders of being the number one a hole (laughs) in whatever quadrant we're in now. (laughs) Like, I don't know where we are because there has been, you know, and you've brought up my little group, our our little super friends that we hang out with on my show. 
they can't even, we can't even agree that this is a new galaxy. Are you feeling like we have entered a new galaxy or are we in an area between galaxies? See, that's where it gets hard because, of course, we have our four quadrants that we travel to all the time in Federation space. And we know from past encounters that the original Enterprise went to the galactic barrier, you know, so it can't be too far, can it? (laughs) It doesn't seem like it should be. Yeah, they had been going there quite a bit. Well, we've had um, the original Enterprise on more than one occasion encounter intergalactic being. So how how hard or how far could it really be? Yeah. I I don't know. I I don't even purport to know that much about the imaginary science (laughs) or, you know, I'll call it the the hypotheticals that we have. I don't I don't know. Yeah. All I know is what they tell me in the show. But it was brought up and it was, you know, a, a valid concern, I guess. Yeah, I just want to see some map or some star chart showing kind of in relation to our galaxy. Like, where are they exactly? You know, yeah. where does we where do we end and, <laughs> and the next thing begin? Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't be such a big idea if we didn't already we didn't already kind of establish like where different places are within, you know, the, the Federation. So, you know, you alphabet, you know, what the different quadrants are. We kind of know where each empire is. So. To, to, to go to this totally different place, these these uh, fans of Star Trek are pretty rabid. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. We go latch on to something and it's not always going to be a good thing, because like you said, the thing that a lot of people latched on to this week would have been the science. I latched on to the human aspect of the, the book in Tarka situation. But one thing is for sure, we're going to find a thread to pull on. And you better make sure that thing is knitted real good, because if I could pull it apart, then we have a problem. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, all these years of writing, you're going to mess up some stuff along the way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Please stick the landing. Please stick the landing. <laughs> what do you think about our now more traditional Jeffrey's tubes that are throughout Discovery? Because we, we had the episode <laughs> at the end of last season where the fans kind of got up in arms talking about nitpicking stuff. But this was probably a good pick to nick nick the pick (laughs) but you know all this room in the middle of the ship but now we're we're seeing uh jeffrey tubes proper used rather frequently in this episode it's like they forgot you know what or they want us to forget whichever way it is i'll i'll buy it i'll forget all about all of that extra doctor (laughs) who space that was inside of discovery just last season i'll forget about it but you have to stick the landing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such an important part of the landing last season. I don't know how they expect us to overlook the fact that we don't have all these floating doors anymore. It, yeah. it's, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do like seeing the more traditional, but yeah, it felt weird after the, the big thing we had last season. Right. But I did. I like I like to see them in the Jeffrey's tubes as well. Uh, I just wish that we had some cameras or, you know, last year, <laughs> yes. I believe I, I was nitpicking about we need to have some medical devices or we need to have some medical kits throughout these Jeffrey's tubes. Now I'm like, OK, why don't we have cameras anywhere in Discovery that would have discovered? Yeah, <laughs> I guess pun intended. <laughs> it would have discovered Book and Tarka infiltrating the ship. Yeah, which is funny because I remember... 
Was it the Harry Mud time loop episode? Yes, it was. They had cameras on him. <laughs> yes, they did. So I don't know. <laughs> we took some steps backwards in technology, but I'm I'm gonna forgive them. So let's get into the away mission to go to this planet and find some Rosetta Stone, so to speak, to <laughs> learn how to communicate with Ten C. A few inter- interesting things about this, although I thought it was mostly boring. <laughs> and, and, and starting with the away mission crew itself, we have Detmer, Colber, Burnham, and Saru. Now, is it just me, or why is Colber going on all these away missions? I think they're trying to take it back, take us back to the original series when you had the captain, the first officer, and um, the medical officer all off the ship doing yeah. away missions. Things kind of got got righted during the next generation but here we are we're we're repeating things from the 1960s version of star trek and i'm like oh do we want to go there is this where we want to be where we have everybody off of the ship the best pilot the doctor (laughs) the captain and the first officer i'm down with it but i think the thing about that that original crew is that they had a magnetic a magnetic chemistry together and none of these folks have chemistry to me that they're sending on this away mission. But we're just, they're trying to force us. Th- that's what this is. We are going to accept Culber being a part of these missions. This is <laughs> this is the second season that they have included him on the big the big meeting. So I I, I think now we uh we have to understand that he's about they're making this a thing. Yeah. It it makes me long for um for for Tilly. To come back uh, as much as problems some people have with her she was really growing on me and she was good on these away missions i will yeah. say that and fun because you could say like arguably she had chemistry with both burnham and saru when both of them are away and, and you know paired up it's always fun and georgia is gone which is another one of our right. magnetic oh away mission her. people <laughs> yes but think about this even too clarence Okay, the reason why Saru was there is because he spoke over, what, 100 languages, she said, or 90 yeah. languages? Yep. However many she said. But you have a linguistics as- expert. Yes. With yes. You. Why, why, why would you risk the, the second in command if you've got somebody who was the, the, supposed to be one of the top in his field? You've got him. Why didn't you take him with you? Excellent point. I can't weird, argue with that. Weird choices. Yeah. Yeah. And and like you said, they even they even tried to explain it away, but the president really had a good point. Like, why is the first officer and the captain going on this mission? <laughs> I actually liked her this episode. She's growing on me, yeah. Yeah. So is it just me? But yeah, I enjoyed Rillick this episode. So before we get into the specifics of the way mission, I got one more huge bone to pick, and that is in Detmer. Now now, I will say I've been longing for other crew members to go on these away missions. Mm-hmm. And if she had just went and been a part of the group, I think I would have enjoyed it much more than all of this last minute matter of factly set up that we're going through <laughs> to make us love this character in this episode. Nothing else the whole season, right? Nothing exactly. else the whole season. And so all of a sudden we have them. We have a Dura saying how much 
she thinks, oh, Detmer is strong and she doesn't give a crap and she goes on his way missions and are tough. Like last <laughs> season, she was crying the whole season because she was yeah. traumatized. Again, it's like she forgot. What? <laughs> now, who was it that said, well, if you thought that she was, uh, you think that she's all that, you should have seen her last year. Who, yeah, who I, said that pretty much? And I mean, not like that. That's the Tasha way of saying it. Yeah, well, I think it was Reno. <laughs> Reno said that. Yeah. Which made sense. But was not Adira there? <laughs> she was there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this all of matter of factly fascination that she has with Detmer. I mean, I could have just had the mission of just Detmer doing her thing. And I think I would have enjoyed it way more than this preamble with Adira. And then again, the book end of the conversation with Adira, where they had the awkward conversation. They showed a fly well or fly good or something. And they came yeah. back to that at the very end while she's having a drink in 10 forward. Yeah, I flew good. Yeah. Now I'm sitting here <laughs> knocking back story and brandy. <laughs> yeah, it's better watching. Uh, Gray's going to get a little. Yeah. He's going to get a little upset. If I were Gray, I'd be upset. <laughs> <laughs> that, that looked a little cozy. <laughs> Speaking of cozy, Saru and Tarina, are we are we feeling this or mm, I know I've asked wow, wow. It before. <laughs> hey, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Let's make this happen. Like John said, it's gonna be kind of awkward at first. <laughs> <laughs> first. <laughs> but but hey, I, I like I like seeing Saru kind of in a very uncomfortable position. You know, since he he shed his uh, ganglia, he's been more I'm confident through up until this episode, quite frankly. Up until this episode, yeah. yeah. We saw a reversion back to yeah. the old Saru. Something I haven't felt in a long time. The coming of death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so good. So and, good. and by him saying that and where it happened in this mission, I thought we were in for some danger. Yeah. And then it was just some more crying and hugging. And and again, I'm 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 not against that, but it, it is starting to get a bit heavy, the 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 crying and hugging. It's very sappy. Very sappy episode. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when we get an idea of these hydrocarbons in the nursery. But let's let's first talk about the hydrocarbons that they first ran into on the surface. I didn't even catch that they stepped into this different color particles or sand until I watched it a second time. So we think these hydrocarbons are some type of pheromone that cause them to uh, relive emotion or, or feel a certain type of emotion. OK, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But you telling me our EV suits can't filter out this hydrocarbon? What do you think the plausibility of that is? Our EV suits suck. They suck. Because that is the whole point of an EV suit. Yeah. We're, it's not supposed to let anything in. And then we not only see one person's suit fail, we see all of them fail. Yeah. that That's scary. And we're supposed to be 900 years in the future. Yeah. It's a self-contained environment. I mean, I would have bought it more if they said it was a... Uh, a psychological or something, uh, I don't know, some mental thing other than it being like a physical, which it is when they touch it, but they have to touch it and it has to permeate through. Exactly. How is it getting through this suit? So, you know, they wanted to force this to be about feelings. And, uh. and that's the only thing that, and, and I mean, 
that's the only thing it could be, though, isn't it? Yeah. They, they're like, okay, uh, the, the fear, the panic, and then this feeling of love. It's always about feelings with Discovery. Oh, and and I'm not upset. I'm not upset. We know that this is what kind of series this is, but it, it doesn't make sense within the universe that you have us already inhabiting. At least make it make sense. And boy, did they lay it on thick with Detmer's, Detmer's dad and then at the end with Culber as well. OK, I get the I get the we call it the flash drive on this show. I get pulling out the flash drive. <laughs> but man, it comes to a point where you should be seasoned enough. And Detmer did apologize. She did apologize to the captain for kind of getting emotional on for the planet. An, yeah, uh, I just feel like another thing about the way we do things with Discovery is we we have to find out these things about Detmer about Bryce, about Reese. We have to yeah. find it in these exposition dumps. Yeah. We got more time with Detmer last season, which I appreciated. But, you know, we, we get this with these characters. They bring them on. They dump a whole bunch of stuff on us. And then we don't talk to them again for a week or two. That has to change. Yeah. And I think part of that is not having the self-contained episodes. Because yep. with this overarching thing we're always pushing toward this goal and we're not really taking the time to you know have an episode that semi relates to this character where they can go on the way mission or they can somehow show their expertise i just feel like it <sighs> next season <laughs> <laughs> and and i i'm i'm hanging in there i'm right with you but then we we have to remember that deep space 9 exists yeah. and there were several uh ongoing arcs in in enterprise that exists we still learned an awful lot about the background characters so either they're gonna have to let us know that these characters mean something or they don't yeah yeah you know then don't try to force us to know stuff about them if these characters are not that important yeah and the thing is i think with these big tentpole events you have to be constantly introducing new characters to get to that point. So you never have time to focus on the characters that you have. Yeah. Unfortunate, but okay. I, I'm rolling with us still. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going next, Clarence? <laughs> Let's talk about these. Well, I guess we did have already brushed on these uh, hydrocarbons, but apparently there's 16 particles uh, corresponding to 16 emotional states in order to talk to this uh, yet unseen species, 10C. I kind of got the impression from some of these structures we were seeing within his nursery and outside of the nursery that these 10 C may be some huge gorgantuan in comparison to us type aliens. Did you by any chance see the photos for uh, the next episode of Discovery? Ooh, I have not. Okay, well, you get a look at those and everybody's eyes seem to be averted up. So it lines mm. up with what you're saying. It looks like everybody is looking up. But you, you, you'll check it out, and I'm sure we'll talk about uh, whether you feel that way too. I, well, we get the episodes soon too. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I was noticing that though. Just like everybody is peering up. So I'm like, these are some big suckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, stick the landing. So stick what are we landing. gonna do with this dust? This is what I'm, you know, I call it, I call it the space <laughs> narcotics. What are we going to do with these narcotics that we use to communicate with 10C? 
I just want the one that makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah. Give me a lot of that one. The spice now, must flow. <laughs> we got all of these different varieties of sand that we got to figure out to how to communicate with the sand. I'm, I'm not understanding. Interesting from a, a purely science fiction point of view, it's going to be interesting how they address each of the 16 and what they mean and how you can possibly interchange and mix them up to try to convey something, you know, yeah, like a sentence with a whole bunch of sand. I don't get it. I hope it makes sense within the uh, within the bounds of the show, because I- I'm interested in how this is going to work. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how we had an alien that communicates purely off of emotion without like a spoken language. I'm sure we have, but I just can't put my finger on it. I can't either. I can't I I can't think of one right now. But like you said, it sounds like something that we should have we should have had. Yeah, I'm trying to think it was that one. Well, that wasn't off of emotion, though. They wanted to experience things uh, in the same way that humans or our species did yeah. I, do you remember was, was it a, a was that a, like an enterprise episode these ways not because hmm. if i remember uh they the one of the guys wanted to fight with wharf and one of them yes. wanted to eat all the sweets and, and all of the yeah. stuff that deanna troy so i mean that's the closest that i can remember off the top of my head that's a good one because they thought they were going to try to take over the ship but they were just yeah. like wanted the experiences <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it seemed like I remember that one. It seemed like there was an Enterprise episode, too, where there was like a floating spirit that kind of inhabited them. It sure was, yes. Yeah. yeah, so this is going to be interesting. Hopefully it's clever. We're always hoping for clever in our Star Trek. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We have, you know, I think one to two more episodes left. I'm not quite yeah, sure. It's, it's two left. Yep. Oh, man, going to have me pulling double duty two more weeks. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> yes. I got like triple now because now people have started requesting videos again. Oh man! Of of, of Star Trek. <laughs> Yay! I'm clapping. I'm, I'm I'm giving a golf clap over here because I'm ready for it. <laughs> um, one more question, Kovic. Now I know we didn't see him, but we did get the mention from uh, Doctor Harai. Is that his name? Yeah, Harai. So okay, so Doctor Harai was playing the crossword puzzle game, and he said, "This is an ancient Earth word puzzle uh, introduced to me by Kovic." And and I know that everybody else is not as hung up on this Kovic thing, but what is Kovic? Because now, okay, we've, we've got him uh, being a communications expert. He's also some sort of counselor. Now he, he also seems to be the person that you go to when you're uh, looking at artifacts from yeah. previous parts of the, of the Federation. What is Kovic to you? So I had first got the idea that maybe he was like from the sec- section of humans that Gary Seven was, but I got the dates wrong because that's still in the 24th century. So that would be um, what TOS TNG time frame, I think. Would they still would they still advance? Like would his would Seven's species continue to advance where he could have been a future member of that species? Yeah, because I liked that. I really liked your idea that that he was. Uh, part of that species whatever that species was <laughs> yeah especially with the suit you know the suit is kind of spot on in that aspect yeah. and i'm like why is he wearing a suit nobody else in all of star <laughs> trek so i'm looking for unless they were like gangsters or something but yeah kovich is kovich is a mystery and 
I'm I'm looking forward probably more than anything to finding out what he is. Uh, it would be interesting if Kovic just knows a lot more than what he's let, you know, that he's told us about, which right. I think he does in some aspects because he knows about parallel universes, time travel. He's like very into, seem, seems like he's very into that type of, of science. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to finding out Kovic. It's got to be something. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Yes. <laughs> Any other takeaways from this episode before we give ratings? That is, even with all the things that I uh, just nitpicked, I still, I, I didn't think it was a great episode, but I did think as long as it's, it's advancing us to our, uh, to our desired outcome, whatever that might be, I, I, I can live with it. So it's, I would sound like I was beating up on it, but truthfully, it was, it, it t- gets us one step closer to 10C. With that, what's your rating? Ooh, uh, 3.75 for, for, uh, what was this? Rosetta. Rosetta. 3.75. <laughs> and you know, the title very much on the nose. We're trying to figure out the language here or how yeah, to communicate. Rosetta. So, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to be a bit lower. Not too much lower though. I'm going to 3.1. Okay. I, a lot of the stuff on the planet, while interesting, just felt slow to me. And it's like, it felt like they were just trying to feel time in some ways. Yes. And why didn't they just beam down? Did we have explanation for that? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, they took a shuttle down. Yeah, okay. So 3.75 from you, Tosh, and 3.1 for me. And I'll go ahead and read the log line for the next episode entitled Species 10-C. As the DMA approaches Earth and Navarre, Captain Burnham and the crew of the USS Discovery attempt to make first contact with the powerful species responsible before it's too late. So that's going to be directed by Alatande Asensami, which is one of my favorite Discovery directors. So I'm expecting big things. Me too. And last but not least for me, as far as the lead up to 10C, the the trailer, did you by any chance that you, you said you didn't watch, you didn't look at the pictures. Did you watch that little trailer? I have not seen the trailer. So I do know that one scene you're talking about when they're looking up, because that's that was in the mid-season trailer. I remember that. But I haven't seen anything from this this upcoming episode other than a few stills, which they released, you know, uh, last week. So, well, remember when Tarka introduced himself to Saru, the the scream in the face? Yeah, we we, we get a revisit of that thing. So, oh, yay, God. yay us. <laughs> Is that a good thing? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. We're going to have to see what the rest of that scene looks like, because it looked pretty stupid sitting in the middle of that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I will try to find some of the screenshots and I may even drop them in, in your discord. Tell people where they can find you before we wrap up. Oh, you can find me. The best place to find me is on Twitter at Snap After. I do have a discord called the After the Snap Fam. If you'd like to join, I can send you an invite. But yeah, at Snap After on Twitter and on YouTube, After the Snap Movies and TV. Yeah. And if anybody's looking for those links, they will be in the show notes. And with that, we will go ahead and wrap. Once again, thank you for joining, Tasha. We really appreciate it. I have so much fun chopping it up with you, sir. I couldn't miss an opportunity to do so again. Oh, yeah. And we will have you back in the future, of course. I am looking forward to it with the rest of the gang when the gang is all here. (laughs) So, guys, in addition to those links, which you can again find in the show notes, you can hit us up at Discussing Trek on any and all social medias. 
or send in any email feedback to fans at discussingtrek.com. Thank you all for joining. And until next time, live long and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Discussing Trek podcast. For more information, go to discussingtrek.com slash subscribe. for adventure. Your traveling companions are fellow fans of Doctor Who. That's right, it's the podcast Discussing Who, exploring the worlds of Doctor Who, past, present, and future. Find out more at DiscussingWho.com. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com.